And how do we keep our balance? S, the famous Tevia from Fiddler on the Roof. I can answer that with one word. Tradition. All families have traditions. We couple them with holidays, we employ them for good luck, we get upset when they are not followed. Whether it is a particular meal for a particular day, or a certain evening activity, many of us are fond of the traditions we learned growing up. In fact, one of the most important aspects of preparing to get married is to learn the traditions of the family you are marrying into. I know that my wife and I have had many conversations about which traditions we would like to continue into our own family. Traditions. More specifically, family traditions. What are they? Why do we make them? How are they beneficial? How can they hinder us? We discuss this and more on The Exchange. I'm Alex Turkwani, and this is The Exchange Podcast. I had the opportunity to interview my dad about his family. My dad was born in Iran and immigrated over here on his own when he was 16 years old. Here are some of the things he noted in our conversation together. Family is a necessity. Everyone has needs, so you live together and meet each other's needs as you are able to. Family wasn't just your immediate family either, it was generational. This would include your parents, brothers and sisters, their spouses, all of their children. A major tradition for us was to eat every meal together as a family. In the evenings, before we had power, we would gather around an old transistor radio and listen to dramatic storytelling. The major holiday tradition in our family was to celebrate New Year's together. This was tantamount to an American Christmas. Each year we would take a vacation and we would either go north to the Caspian Sea or we would go east to a religious site. Families laugh together, eat together, and fight together. This was very important. Alright guys, uh, here we are, episode 2 of season 2. The, the way I want to begin this episode is by... We good? I was just thinking it's episode 2 depending on how you count. Mm. To be clear here, we actually recorded the first episode of the season, and it went very well. Oh, it was great. We finished recording, and Alex has the look of a deer in headlights. <laughs> and he says, dude, how do I save it? I don't see it. Wait, I don't think I recorded. It's the truth. There was a, a big red record button blinking at Alex well, the entire time to, we were recording. to define big. So, let's get to the topic at hand. Traditions, um, family traditions. <laughs> Uh, guys, what are some of your family traditions? Dude, I got one. I'll start off with. Okay. Um, so yeah, this, this is something that, uh, we came into our marriage, not really having any traditions uh, like everyone does. And we really wanted to figure out, you know, what our traditions were going to be because holidays just didn't feel as special without them. And for our first Christmas, um, together, we decided to go to a local, donut shop and uh, pick up some donuts the evening that we were going to decorate our house for Christmas and our tree and stuff. And now that's a tradition. We, we always get uh, donuts and we eat them while we're decorating. And it's, yeah, it's just really fun. Something we look forward to. 
funny because I feel like all of, all of my family traditions are holiday themed as well. For example, we would open one gift on Christmas Eve. Ooh, we had that same tradition. I'm kidding, guys. Do you think I'm white? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Hispanic. We opened all our gifts. What is this Santa Claus crap? <laughs> Those sounds like some pretty good traditions. Uh, do you guys have any traditions that you uh, you didn't really care for particularly or thought were uh, just some bad traditions? I think I, I think as a kid, you're just so happy to do anything with your parents that you don't think like that. I don't. I can't even remember any time that we. Actually, I changed this. This is this wasn't a family tradition. This was a church tradition that we would take a part of. Um, so the only one I can think of that I really hated was on Passover. Every year on Resurrection Sunday, we would get up at 4 a.m. to be at church at 5 a.m. to see the sunrise. Because in Miami, it, it's it's never winter, so it's not like you you have to wait till eight or nine to see the sunrise. It's it's 5 a.m. baby. Dude, it I sucked. hate sunrise services. I've I've never been a part of a sunrise service. I was always like, guys, why don't we do a sunset service? <laughs> I think most people who have been a part of a sunrise service were not actually part of a sunrise service because they were <laughs> still they were half sleeping. asleep. Yeah, they were <laughs> asleep the entire time. Uh, no, I got one. The, the Macy's uh, Thanksgiving parade. I think it's just one of the stupidest things ever. I never enjoy it. I would like to say to some of our um, audience who may really value that, that Josh does not represent a majority of Americans when he says that. Do you Go like ahead, it? Josh. Do you like it? No, I don't. Alex, do you like it? No. Okay. Actually, scratch that. I've never watched it, so I don't know if I like it or not. You're, you're not missing much. I mean, would you like it in person? Maybe. Maybe. If I if I took my kids, I think I'd like it. Okay, then one of the things I don't like about it is the commentators. I just feel like the commentators are always awful. It's basically what we do about topics. We just commentate but about we're them. we're better. We would be better. Okay, this is our <laughs> we official, organize the Macy's this is our official request to Macy's right now. Macy's, we know you're listening. The Exchange Podcast will do the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade commentating for, for free, half, by the way. No, 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 no. For half our current rate. Dude, I don't think, I don't know if I could do it for free. Like, I think if you're commentating a parade, you've fallen pretty far in life. That's not true because <laughs> Anderson Cooper did the New Year special and that was awesome. Are we, dude, are we, are we willing to say that he has not fallen far in life? <laughs> dude, Anderson Cooper's pretty gone far. up. Are you kidding me? He's got his own bit on CNN now. Before he was just doing field notes. Yeah, but that's not saying much, dude. CNN's viewership is like crazy down. Blessing the Exchange podcast, that's for sure. <laughs> Fake news. Hashtag <laughs> Space Force. You can't politicize that. People will turn it off as soon as they hear you say that. They're like, I'm done. We would always, me and my dad would uh, do an oven pizza and watch 24 on Monday nights. Every Monday night. That was a lot of fun. That's cool. That was a great tradition. Yeah, that's cool. Not associated with a holiday. Well, when I was a kid from like age seven to like 13, we had a uh, family night and it was every Friday night, which um, I would like to say thank you to my parents for sacrificing their uh, social life. <laughs> Now as an adult, I'm like, why would they have family night on a Friday <laughs> night where like they, they we all we're all in the queen bed watching like 
I don't know, a Lifetime movie or something. We would just always watch a movie in our parents' room. That's cool, man. Yeah, when you're a parent, though, dude, like every day is family night for the most part. <laughs> like, this is kind of what it is, what it is. Um, I remember one of the traditions that it wasn't, it was an extended family tradition. Carly's family would always, and I actually, I, I, part, I partook in that tradition before I married Carly, but uh, it was a Thanksgiving morning football game. And it was always a lot of fun. I participated in you that. You did. That's I right. I participated in that. Were you? No, that was Snow Trip. You were picked last. That was every every sporting event I, I'm picked last. It's always between me and the short girl. And uh, <laughs> the person picking picks the short girl. Because she looks scrappy. No, this is this is the way it happens. This is the way it happens. They don't actually pick the short girl. They say it like this. Well, you guys can get Josh. <laughs> that's what they say so it's like they they, they elect they, they pick the other yeah they need to pick for the other team because no, no no there's no shred of dignity in that it's saying i'm not gonna make you say i pick josh i'm gonna say it for you because so that you don't have to i'm sorry man anyway so and, and what was what was tradition at that tradition was for one of the older guys to get injured in some way uh like pulling a hamstring or something and it was a rude awakening when I became that old guy who pulled his <laughs> hamstring trying to uh, run down somebody. So that was always a fun one, um, but uh, but a painful one at that. Okay, moving on. Um, how, how can tr- family traditions be beneficial, or, or like what what why do we why do we seem to like traditions? And, and how can they enhance our relationships and our families? I think it's like that study that was released a long time back, and now it people say it all the time, that kids love structure. Um, it gives you a sense of, well, it gives you something to look forward to every week, and um, it gives you a sense of safety, uh, almost like a, like a mesh. Like, no matter what happens this week, I know that this that this will happen. Or no matter what happens this year, I know that we're going to have this football game um, and I'll get to see my family and have a good time. Like, so it's both something to look forward to, but also something that can be encouraging in times of... Um, Dude, I think that's true. Like, uh, one tr- tradition that we have uh, every Saturday night is date night for me and my wife. And, you know, we're either in the house or... We're in the house more than we're out, but when we can't get out, that's awesome. And no matter how hard the week is... Or no matter how difficult the situation we're going through is, or if we feel like oh, we just don't have time for each other, we always know that Saturday is coming. It works like a vacation almost, where I know that vacation is coming three months ahead. So no matter how away, so no matter how hard work is, I can look forward to that happening. Date night kind of works the same way as a cyclical tradition for us on Friday nights, Saturday nights. Adding structure in a structureless life. Limitless paper in a paperless world. Josh has a stru- structureless life for the record. <laughs> I think I think life in general is just structureless. Dude, it kind of adds like continuity to like true to holidays, I think, or where a lot of traditions fall around. Like I kind of feel like, oh yeah, I've done this before. And there's something tactile about it. Like I'm yeah. oh, I'm eating that same meal that I always eat at Thanksgiving or Christmas. Or, oh yeah, I... We always play this game. There's just something physical that brings the abstract idea of Christmas or Thanksgiving or holidays into touchable reality. I, that always dawns on me when I hear Mariah Carey's Christmas album for the hundredth time, and I'm like, I still love it. Like I'll still sing along to it every time during Christmas that they play it. I, I'm no. right there with her. No, I'm a Nat King Cole kind of guy. I think people like uh consistency and they like like i think there's a i think there's a reason why we always like to watch the same christmas movies i think there's a reason why we we like to 
hear the same songs and I think I think there's something safe about it, something simple about it, and I think we appreciate that kind of stuff. Dude, I want, I'm kind of just throwing this idea out there. I haven't like explored it yet. It was kind of a thought experiment, but it reminds me a lot of like Passover or the Eucharist, where we we'd have something that's tactile and physical that brings this abstract idea of redemption into our physical existence and reality. I think traditions kind of do something similar. What do you guys think? Yeah, it, are you saying like kind of like communion? Right, yeah. Yeah, okay. or the Passover in Israel. Okay. So it would be something they would celebrate once a year for Christians, however often your church does it, that brings an abstract idea of salvation into my taste and touch and smell and yeah. see senses. Yeah. Maybe that explains all the Christmas cookies every year. No, but I think I think you have a, a solid point there. And again, I mean, it's in line with always having something to look forward to. But it could also be um, an identity thing. Uh, for example, like when um, Donald Trump said uh, "Merry Christmas" uh, on purpose in the White House because he knew that if he said that, he would be hitting a, a soft spot for his audience, uh, for the people who support him, who. The holiday is about their I, their identity, not just religiously, but their national identity to a point. Um, and I think traditions can become that as well. I don't know if I'm getting into a different part of that, the outline here, but... Um, it feels safe. And and when that structure is upset, it, problems can come up. Which actually kind of... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I like that idea Daniel was bringing up about the relationship between traditions and identity. That I think a lot of people say, well, this is what my family does. You know, this is what we do for, and there's an identity that's expressed through tradition. I think it's a reason why people will go to church on Easter and Christmas and not the rest of the year, because you don't need to go to church on an off Sunday, but if you go to church on Christmas, then you are identifying yourself as someone who believes in the quote-unquote baby Jesus and and the nativity, Um so for a lot of people, that that's really what it is. There's this really cool episode of, there's a show on Netflix called Master of None, written and starred by a season, sorry. There's a cool episode where his parents want him to go um, to mosque with them and to join in the diet required of Ramadan. But Aziz is not a true Muslim. So it's really funny because in front of his parents, he's pretending that he's fasting and he's like complaining that he's hungry and stuff. But then he'll go catch um, barbecue lunch with his cousin and complain about how, oh, every time I got to be over, my parents have to pretend that I'm like into this. But for them, in, in a season later in the episode, you kind of get this, that it's important to them to just eat, even if they have to pretend, because it, it will damage family ties. And I think for a lot of people, whether you're Christian or Muslim or what, you know, Orthodox Jew, there are traditions that that if you don't do them, it will separate you from your family, which is the closest sociological group that you can have on earth. Dude, that's good. Like I think that a lot of times, even if we have a blood connection to someone in family, or yeah, if we have a blood connection with someone in family, but if we don't have an emotional connection through family traditions, then that blood connection isn't as strong or matters less than... Like you're, you're already in the in-group, right? You, you already come from the same uh, st- structure, family structure. But, you know, if you go to the family reunion every year, you have that emotional connection of those shared experiences that comes through tradition. 
It's good thoughts, guys. Um, how how can traditions be a, a negative thing or unbeneficial to life? I, I, <laughs> I th- I'm thinking of a uh, Christmas movie where the neighbors are competing to see who can get the mo- the most lights or the most decorations on their house, and it's hilarious. But the point of the movie is you can get so wrapped up in a tradition that you forget the the true thing about the tradition. Um, so in the movie, the true thing as they defined it, was being with family. So you get so wrapped up in competing with someone else or in this little thing that you do every year that's like super important, but you're missing the point. I think with a lot of traditions, and this could get into religions, but with so many traditions, you can miss the point. And I think that's probably the saddest thing. And it happens in a lot of families where, you know, if you don't take a part of this, then we'll shun you or you cannot be a part of this family or we don't want you here during this time because you don't know how to be like us. Yeah, for sure. Like an overbearingness or forgetting of the the abstract reality that the family tradition points to. The the physical reality of the tradition only points to an abstract reality that's greater than itself. If that makes if that's not too complicated. No, I like it. I, I I like preserving the mystery and things. And so just because of that, like once you get so wrapped up in the the physical realities, you forget the abstract reality that it's supposed to point towards. Well, then you've lost it. You've lost the grasp of it, trying to grasp it harder. It's like saying that the harder you try to grasp it, the, the less you have in your hands. Yes. So you have the overbearing aunt who's trying to organize the family reunion every year that nobody wants to go to. Now everyone's in trouble that they haven't gone or they yes. feel guilty into going. And all of a sudden that actual tradition means nothing except for stress and disappointment it's a really good point yeah you have something yeah i think going back to the the idea that you kind of brought up a few minutes ago about uh people find their identity in uh traditions i I think that's why it can be so emotionally just like it can make us so emotionally distraught when our traditions are not kept is because we do put our identity in, in in traditions and i just think it's kind of a shaky place to put an identity in um but in some ways it's kind of also fun to do that like it is fun to be the family that has Friday night movie night or, or whatever, you know, or, um, likes to go camping or, you know, what, so, so there's a balance there where you can not make your traditions. Uh, you can say that we're not our traditions, but they help us deal or process life. So they're, they're important, but they're not the, the end of themselves. Um, any other thoughts on how they can be unbeneficial? I have a couple of ideas. I, I think think tanking, is uh, a problem, you know, when you kind of just stay within your family and just kind of keep doing the same things. Uh, it, it can cause you to, to to be afraid to think outside the box or to try new things. You know, like, hey, man, like we always order pizza from this place on Friday nights. You know, we're, you know, we're not going to think about that new place that just opened up or even switching the food. Um, or, uh, you know, we could try this new thing for this holiday uh, but then we wouldn't be able to do this, and that we can't not do this. So I think um, I think you could be missing out a little bit too if you don't if you if you're if you're afraid to think outside the box. Uh, and I think traditions can be handcuffing in that way. So to preserve the what the tradition means, sometimes you have to break the tradition, is what you're saying. Mm. And I think that's probably a good way to to end the episode think uh, Tevya would disagree, but Shalom. Well, actually, that's the, kind of the point of the movie. 
at the end. We're talking about Fiddler on the Roof, by the way, for Fiddler the Fiddler on the Roof, yeah. I mean, all of his daughters are not match made by him. And yes, but at the end, the last daughter, he realizes that he can no longer do that. That he was swept away by the romanticism of the age, by the idealism of, of young revolutionaries. And then he got to a point where he was like, you know what? If I just keep quiet and I stick to my traditions, then us getting kicked out of our home would not have happened. There's like there's a sentimentalness that comes with keeping traditions, but when but when keeping traditions is about achieving that sentimentalness, you lose the sentimentalness. <laughs> yeah. And that's what he learns, I think. But he lost his home, but what what would he lost if he if he didn't if he kept his traditions? But he lost his family. Alright. To keep the tradition is to sometimes break the tradition. Josh Pinnell. Good night and good luck. Thank you for listening to our conversation on the Exchange Podcast. We work hard to make each one of these episodes engaging and thought-provoking. And now it's your turn. Do you have any thoughts about today's episode? We'd love for you to join the Exchange online by following us on Facebook and Twitter. Links are in the show description. And while you're at it, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, we received all of our music for season two from hooksounds.com. There are some great tracks and artists available on that site. If you're looking for music for an upcoming project, we highly recommend you go with them. Thanks again for listening, and from all of us here at The Exchange Podcast, I'd like to wish you a good night and good luck.